Hello, everyone. Welcome to Just Jana, a podcast where each month I'll speak to a variety of industry leaders to bring you education, trends, and relevant topics in franchising. I'm your host, Jana Bailey, CEO of FranNet. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Just Jana. I am happy to have with me today a dear friend in the industry, Miss Edith Wiseman. And Edith, I'd like for you to introduce yourself to the group, but add a little bit about your background and how long you've been here and all of those things, because everybody needs to know a little more about Edith. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, thank you, Jana. Um, so, yes, Edith Wiseman, president of Fran Data. And I've had the pleasure to work in franchising and Frandata for the past gulp 22 years. Um, it's shocking how fast time goes, but uh, you know, my my background prior to Frandata was research and education, right? So, um, and I just kind of stumbled into franchising while looking for a job in Washington D.C. And frankly, it paid the most um, of any job I was offered, and I had some bills. So that's that's <laughs> that's how I got here. And uh, you know, what's kept me here is uh, really the evolution of Fran Data as a company. Um, it has a super interesting history, but also just the the the. I just I was talking to someone earlier today. And I said, still, I learn something new every single day. And that is what fascinates me about franchising and, you know, the other part of our business, which is the facilitating franchise lending. It is, you summed it up. That's the same thing that's kept me in this industry so long is there's never a dull moment and every day is different. And every time you think you've seen every band brand you'll ever see, somebody else comes up with an idea and you go, so simple. Why did not think of that? So it's amazing. I tell people the favorite, my favorite times of the year are every single quarter where when we release our new concept report and mm -hmm. I get to see the trends of all of the new businesses that are coming into franchising. Cause once I see one, I see 10. Um, but yep. it's, it's really reflecting what's going on in the overall, you know, the overall economy. But to your point, it, to me, that's fascinating to see mm -hmm. what else can be leveraged and essentially put into a more efficient business process to professionalize something that may not have been professionalized before. Yeah. Well, and you said 22 years, and that's about how long I've known you because <laughs> we came in contact when I was a regional director with Fantastic Sam's, and I was trying to get us SB on the SBA certified list. Yeah. Um, and I remember us dealing, and then when I took this job, it was like, now we really get to, to interact a lot more. So yeah, it's been a long time, Edith. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I'm so, glad we're talking about more interesting things than just SBA. Well, it, SBA is fa fascinating. It's only one little small thing. Without a doubt, the, the scope that you all have grown, you know, and the different products and services you offer. So tell us about Frandata and some of the history of the company overall. 
Yeah. Uh, so as I mentioned, it, it has a really interesting history. And what I mean by that, it was like that, that, that history has really informed who we are today and kind of shaped it. So we were started by a franchise attorney whose primary focus was just bringing the simple documents, the franchise disclosure documents, previously known as UFOX, to market. Um, and I remember, you know, delivering these paper documents to law firms across DC, like hand currying them, um, like something that simple, that that information was not readily available. Um, and then the company was sold, uh, went through this, this expansion period through .com, um, where we got venture funds and really expanded into other markets where we were trying to do a franchisee community. Um, anyway, that became dot bust and the company was sold to, uh, to National Cooperative Bank. And it was there that we took a greater focus on, on um, financing, franchise system financing, and then furthermore, best practices and benchmarking, because one of the things that lenders wanted to know, or at least our owners wanted to know, is like, why, why is a brand better than another brand? Why is this going to be successful? And then Daryl Johnson, who, who headed up the innovations group at National Cooperative Bank, he was on the executive management team, he he realized that this business was being underutilized. We were primarily there to kind of help build the bank's business. So I would go around to conferences and introduce other people like here, are my franchisor relationships meet National Corporate Bank. Um, and, uh, and he realized that it was underutilized. So he spun it out and that's where we really put the pedal to the metal um, on, the, on our research services and really becoming what I like to coin having an FBI file on every franchisor franchisee um, that franchises here in the United States and being able to extract information and learnings from, from that information to help companies grow their business and franchising. Yeah, it's, it's amazing the data that you all have collected and the way you slice and dice and I know we've worked together on several projects and it's it's really just amazing how we can boil down to the detail level that we need. And you gather all of that information from the FDDs, is that correct? No. Um. Oh. <laughs> See here, I'm imagining you all slicing and dicing FD, FDDs all day. Yeah, so so there definitely, without a doubt, there's no other company in the world that has looked at more FDDs and read every single line item of every FDD, period. Like I challenge anyone to that task. But that is just one data source. Um, so if you think about, you know, one of our services, which is um, we have suppliers who come to us who wanna who wanna tap into the franchisee marketplace. Um, and it's really actually very difficult to find out who owns what, um, mm -hmm. because franchising is built on like uniformity. So you weren't meant to know when you walk up to the McDonald's, who's the owner. So in order to put together a full playbook of how much does, how many brands does a franchisee own? Where are they located? Who are all the owners? It actually takes a lot of research and it probably has about 50 different inputs from various sources. So um, 
And we also do, um, we do a lot of confidential studies where brands are sending us information um, so that we can aggregate those, um, their, their experience and their data into a, um, a best practices confidential report. So anybody who participates in our research gets the benefit of of the learnings. Um, so, so yeah, the FDD is an important piece of information that informs, but it's not, it is only one of hundreds of sources that we use to inform our research. Amazing. And as more data becomes available, your reports and your, the, the depth of the information you can report on is is growing just uh, every time we talk there's more availability of things you all can do um well that's because franchising gets more interesting right (laughs) exactly exactly well you recently have been appointed to serve on the IFA's board of directors executive committee And that's after you were elected to the supplier forum to be the chair of the supplier forum, which is a board in and of itself. Um, So tell me about that. Now, how are you going to fit all this into everything else you do daily? Well, actually, before we get there, I want to toot your horn a little bit because you had mentioned that we work together. And I just wanted to elaborate a little bit there um, because the the thing that I've shared with you before, but we at Frandata really respect what you do at FranNet um, because you're, you're in the business of educating prospects on decisions about um, whether they should invest in a, in a franchise business. And so our work together has really been about both in for helping you inform your prospects and also helping to inform you to make sure that you're giving your prospects the best inventory of brands. So, um, you know, I, I, there was one tiny little fact that we had uncovered back in October was that the FranNet brands have an 11% higher rate of unit, dis, unit level economics disclosure. Um, so essentially FranNet brands are more transparent. And to me, that was just a reflection of the time and effort that you guys go into to make sure that you're doing right by your consultants and by your prospects. So I'm sorry, I just needed to make sure I put that in there before we go on to the IFA. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you. And you all help us be better at what we do and better for our clients. So we we think it's an awfully nice relationship that we have. So. All right. So now we're going to toot your horn. So tell me about the IFA and all you're doing there. Um, yeah. So so the way I got involved with the IFA is that I first started on the supplier forum board. So I've been on the supplier forum board for eight years and I was about to get kicked off until I could <laughs> serve my turn um, until I got elected to the chairs. So once you get into the chairs, um, you, so, so this year I just became the incoming chair of the supplier forum board and what that board does, it's, it's an elected group of suppliers who, um, they both support the IFA's interests as well as looking out for the supplier members interest of the IFA. 
So, um, and so we're, our, our objective is to support IFA's mission of enhancing, protecting, and promoting the franchise industry. And then we want to make sure that suppliers get the most out of their membership. So, and that they have a voice, you know, to, to be able to meet their objectives, to like learn, to network and to grow their business. So as the chair, I am also then de facto on the IFA board for two years, and then I'm appointed to the executive committee. So Yes, you're right. It is a second job. I absolutely explain it that way. Um, and, and it's, it, it, you have to take it as seriously as a second job, mm -hmm. uh, because what we're doing is really important. And what I really appreciate. So the chair right now is Charlie Chase of the IFA of first service brands. And what I've seen so far that I, what I like about what he's doing in his conduction, conducting of the um, executive committee is that he wants all of the forums, the franchisee forum, the supplier forum, and the franchisor forum, all of these very important constituencies within the industry to work very closely together so really? that we can benefit all members of the IFA. So we're actually, we've already met all of the, the chairs of the forums to kind of decide what are the important objectives of this year and how do we support the IFA and our members together? So, you know, here, I'll give you an example. Um, so, you know, franchising is under lots of attacks right now for reasons that are primarily uh, a lack of education. And so IFA is conducting this roadshow. It's called Open for Opportunity. And the primary objective is to educate leaders, lawmakers, just about the how franchising elevates people. Um, and so franchisors, supply, I mean, suppliers can get involved by, you know, having the ability to network network with franchisors mm -hmm. and franchisees at these events while also promoting the industry and bringing their clients in who could be franchisees. Um, and they see the impact that their clients have that's positive from, from franchising. So just kind of working together to make sure that everybody's getting their needs met and also supporting the IFA's mission. Is so important, especially in times like like now, where there is a lot of feels like attack on our industry. So that we all band together and support each other. That's great. Well, congratulations again. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So, based on your position on the different boards and with Fran Data you get a lot of insight into what's going on and what might be coming down the road. So what is your personal forecast for the rest of 2022? You know, we're finishing up first quarter right now, which just seems unbelievable to me. I'm just now getting used to writing 2022. So true. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I chuckle. I'm the same way. I, you know, sometimes I find myself doing 2020. I'm like, whoa, I'm two, two years behind. How did that happen? <laughs> Um, <laughs> COVID, that's what happens there. <laughs> yeah, um, you're right. You know, it's it's funny uh, being a part of the supplier forum board, now being the chair, I now get a whole bunch of emails from people um, that I never used to get. And I've gotten some 
LinkedIn messages from lenders who want to let me know off the side, basically what they're seeing and to warn mm. people what's going on. So, um, so I, I do have the, the pleasure of getting some really interesting information. Um, but when I, when I think about this year the, or the rest of this year, uh, you know, when I first coming into the year, we were just absolutely slammed. Um, and I think the, what was driving that is that franchisors see an opportunity of a lifetime right now coming out of COVID. Mm-hmm. And so they, the, the brands that did well through COVID just feel like they have these, this, this advantage over, um, over other brands. And they really want to capitalize on, on this time. But, you know, underneath that, I'd say there's kind of a good news, bad news story. Um, So, you know, meaning like when we look at the fundamentals of what's driving our businesses, you've got, you know, the good news, which is our consumer spending, where Mm -hmm. we have, um, we have really great savings. Um, we are, we are, we are spending, um, and you know, we've had strong wage growth. So there's a lot of really positive things that help franchising a lot of franchising, some of it's necessity driven and some of Mm -hmm. it's, um, is based on discretionary, uh, spending. So there is a lot of support to help franchise businesses with those underlying uh, the need for the consumer. You know, at the same time, franchise businesses are having some struggles based on supply issues, inflation, and workforce issue, inflation mm-hmm. and shortages. So you've got all these other business issues. So you've got you're like, yes, we've got the consumer, but oh my goodness, we have to somehow figure out: can we raise prices? You know, will mm-hmm. the consumer reject us if we raise prices? Um, if I'm opening up a new business, am I going to get, you know, in the service business, am, am I going to get my cars or my vans to support my business? You know, I was, I was on the phone with a, on Friday, I was on the phone with a, a leasing company and we basically had to postpone our call because they just got in 450 used vehicles that they needed to get out as fast as possible to all their service franchise companies. Um, Because it's the supply shortage there is, is so dramatic that they're not even looking to the new, new, new van market. Wow. They're looking at the used um, market. So, um, so yeah, so I could ramble on for, for a long time, but I'd say that, you know, we, um, we, we, we produce the economic forecast for the IFA, um, and we still see growth in franchising about 2.2%. Um, but there's certainly not a straight line to that growth. And, um, and it is not, it's not equal between different industries and different businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just not an even playing field necessarily between different brands and different types of brands. I, I heard, and I, I expect you did too, probably this morning, that the great resignation has come, become the great regrets. Um, that was on the news. And what it was saying is where so many people walked off their jobs and either took other jobs or just stayed home. What, what they're seeing now is people that realize the grass isn't greener on the other side and the new job is not 
that different or much better than what we had before. And mm. the other was that people that are running out of money and, you know, bills are falling behind. So it was just interesting because, you know, we heard the great resignation, the great resignation and how that was going to benefit franchising, but they reinforced what you and I've talked about before. It was really it was not the buyer level employees that that we typically need to invest in franchising. It was, you know, the much younger um, entry level type people. So I'm hoping they will return and our businesses will be fully staffed again soon, because I know we've got a lot of franchisors that are hurting in that area. Yeah, you are absolutely right. We did a survey with the IFA that showed 70% of all franchise brands experienced a negative impact from labor challenges. And 43% of that said it was a considerable constraint. Mm-hmm. Now, to your to your point, um, the great regret, I had not heard that, but that is fascinating, um, that when we surveyed, which was uh, right before the IFA convention, so um, probably about a month ago, that the majority of franchise systems felt that that shortage was starting to slow down. Good. So that seemed to have a positive view for the future, though we don't think that the, the, that it's going to go away. It might not be as intense um, mm. as it has been. Interesting. Well, I can't let you leave the podcast without sharing your personal good news. Um, you're, you've got one little boy and he's how old now? He's two years and three months. And we have a sibling on the way, maybe. I didn't want to say anything at the IFA because you know how you're in that. I don't want to say anything and it'd be wrong, but then you announced it somewhere else. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. So actually Friday, I hit my third trimester. So we're getting, um, we're getting there. You know, I will say that you, once you have this like amazing little boy, you can't not imagine why wouldn't you have another one? So we feel so (laughs) blessed. It's just, I feel like every child is a miracle. And, um, and I had heard people say before, you know, that my, my children are my greatest accomplishment. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, (laughs) but I understand it much better now. So yes, thank you, Jennifer, for um, allowing me to share that news. It's, uh, it's very exciting. Well, I, I was thrilled for you at the IFA and I found myself just going, oh, I don't know. I don't want to say anything, you know, because my weight goes up and down. I thought, well, <laughs> was it the COVID-40? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just absolutely ecstatic for you because I know what a good mother you are. Well, I think we've covered everything in our time frame, so I hope our audience doesn't mind the personal bit, but I do think they will enjoy everything you shared with us today, Edith. So to my audience, we thank you for joining us for another edition of Just Jana, and I look forward to seeing you on the next podcast.